What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 173 of Smack Talk, presented by SmartOutMoment.com. I'm Tony Mango, your host of the panel, and of course, I've got with me on the microphone, Mike Payton. Yeah, whatever he said. Steven Wago. Yeah, whatever he said. Andrew White. Yeah, whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible introduction, but I'm going to go with that anyway because fuck it, I don't care. Uh, our main event is going to be Fantasy Booking WrestleMania 31. We're going to rebook the road to WrestleMania and tell you what our matches would be if we had creative control. We've got hot tags possibly coming up in part two. Not too much going on this week. A little spoiler alert for that. The rest hold is going to be its normal kind of stuff. We have the last inductee of the 2015 Smart Out Moment Hall of Fame class that's going to be announced, so pay attention to that for sure. Uh, we've got the Fantasy League coming up at the end of the show. And before we start the way we usually start, I want to mention one thing that I'll mention again in more detail in the rest hold, but we've got a new contest going on in Smart Out Moment. Damn, and uh, if you're contest. interested in winning a Macho Man Randy Savage t-shirt, <gasps> yep, I do. Uh, Go ahead and follow Hell the information on that one. Is that the one, is that the one that I told you to uh, use back at the Rumble? Uh, maybe I don't remember. I'm well, just it's I probably wasn't uh, listening. Who won that sweet hacksaw T-shirt? That was Awesome Piano Man. I think it was yeah. Hacksaw's mom. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a face that only a mother could love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that type of dog that he looks like? What is it? That's a terrible thing to say, but it's true. Wait, wait, wait. So you, what does he look like? You guys make him sound like worse than fucking Silent Wind of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> That's just insult all that guy. All like our a, loyal listeners. A bull mastiff or something? Sure. Well, to be fair, a bull, bull mastiff's pretty fucking manly. Oh, it's got bull in the name. Bull. Mast. Bull. Bull. <laughs> bull dog. <laughs> I'd love to take a ball master for a walk and while I'm through the park, just ball plays in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if uh, if anybody's got a ball master out there, record that <laughs> instead of to us. Terrorize um, at the park. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just get it into the normal thing that we usually do here, part one. That is the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. And uh, last week's questions were from Drew. He had, um, how was uh, how long was Ryback's winning streak was for the panel? It was 38 days, or 38 wins, not 38 days. 38 days, yes. 38 days, it's about a month. <laughs> 38 <laughs> wins uh, was his winning streak. And the question to the audience was, how long was Brodus Clay's winning streak, which was 24, I think you said? Yep, it was 24. No love for the greatest streak yes. of all time, Bo Dallas's. <laughs> I wonder yeah. how much that was. Talking 21? about the greatest streak of all time, I think you mean the blue streak? <laughs> blue Pants is in NXT, that's her name. I missed the joke. No, we we're talking about blue. We're, we're bouncing so. around some jokes here, but none of them are really landing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's blue, come on. So join us next time while we re-record <laughs> this entire segment. <laughs> So, who got this question right? Who got it wrong? Let's see what they said here uh, for the Brutus Clay thing that we had here. Um, Silent Way to Doom says, Wow, that is way beyond my scope of knowledge. Random number generator says 16, so 16 wins. Tony, for stepping aside and letting Drew take the bullet, I hope you and Lanny Poffo commit to a suicide pact and both jump into the path of an oncoming Tensai. Jesus fucking 
fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm glad Lanny Poffos hate spread, though. Good work, guys. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Castaway says, I'll say 17, and Drew White, I hope you get a stink face from China after she ate Mexican food and got diarrhea. Cool. That's uh, worse think... than a running tensei. Shit, that's worse than the suicide pact. You yeah. guys <laughs> <laughs> fucked her. Uh, Watchman King says, no idea, don't give a shit about turkey tits, Brodus Click. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say 28, and I hope you get raped by Lenny Popo, <laughs> Drew. Whoa. Uh, he's close. 28 to the 24. Um, Rosa Cho says, I'm pretty sure it was in the 40s, but because I remember them making a big deal out of it, I'll say 44 wins before losing. Mora Supremo says, I will say 35. Hard question, true, uh, Drew. And Tony, fuck you. And I hope that all fat guys in WWE sit and shit all over you. Sit and what, shit. What is it with everybody's fucking obsession with human feces? What the fuck? <laughs> There's shit it's like, everywhere. It's like, the in summary, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck Lanny Poffo. I hope you get shit on. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> So just to reiterate how this works, there are two questions, one for the panel, one for the audience, and Peyton's got the questions for this week, so hit us with mm-hmm. Well, the one I'm giving to the panelists here, well, first off, I should mention these are WrestleMania theme, because it is WrestleMania season, believe it or not, and if uh, Monday Night Raw is not going to do a good enough job getting you in for it, we're going to do it here on Smart Out Moments Smack Talk Podcast. And my questions for the other panelists here, first off for them, <laughs> is... <laughs> Is how do you pronounce panelists? <laughs> um, this WrestleMania is the first one where we crowned a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Four. Yeah. And who was it? That was Savage. Was Savage? I believe we're getting. Uh, a I, I completely I missed the question. Fuck. Well, you should have you been paying anyway, Drew. What, did you get a shot in the air with a BB gun or something? <laughs> nice. I thought he said... Yeah, no, but Joe said this WrestleMania. He said this WrestleMania, and I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, I'm completely missing something here. I was not paying attention at all. Well, it's too late now. So we're moving on to my question uh, for the listeners out there. Listeners, the question for you I is... Michael Payton. This is the first WrestleMania where the WWE title did not change hands that one's for you guys hmm i'm not wait, quite sure if that's wait, like no, a tony question or wait not. is this for us wait this is for us no this is for the dumbass is this your first ask him <laughs> well it got all quiet you really aren't paying like... fucking attention are you little shit <laughs> no i heard uh it got I a got little quiet because i've been trying to think if that's a kind of thing where i would ask it or not so <laughs> i'm kind of this is this type of thing where oh man would i like the fuck around and Isn't piss everyone off anyway? we <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're spending this much time talking about it kind of gives away that it is hmm. just saying Alrighty, uh, if you guys know the questions, uh, answer, or if you just want to take a guess, then what you can do is the normal kind of stuff send a tweet at smart out moments with the hashtag ask him <laughs> <laughs> or you can just leave a comment below on YouTube or whatever the case. Uh, we will tell you who gets it right next week, who gets it wrong or whatever. And we're going to move along here with the hot tags in part two. Stay tuned, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. We were going to have the hot tags, but man, there's nothing to talk about this week. So we're presenting to you the sizzle tags. 
<laughs> Ouch, it only mildly hurts, but it's okay. I'll probably be fine in an hour or so. Yeah, just running under some cold water. It'll be fine. Fuck, man. Like, nothing happened this week. Uh, shit, we usually try to figure out, like, anything, even if it's, like, about lunchboxes and stuff, but... You uh, sure, like, a fucking referee didn't cut his thumb setting the ring up or something? The <laughs> <laughs> shame that they didn't. We could have talked about that, but... Really, the only bit of news that uh, since the past Hot Tags edition was that the replacement for Bill DeMott's going to be Jason Albert, which is, like, okay... I guess, like, they could find better people, but... Well, I think it's going to be an interim uh, interim replacement. Uh, they've got guys there that they could use other than him, which is odd. Um, you've got William Regal, Robbie Brookside, uh, Sarah Del Rey. I don't think you really need to put Tensai in control, unless he's just helping, like, the brand new people. No, he's he's in a very specific role. See, like, you, you, you think that there's better people as far as, like, because they have better in-ring prowess or whatever... He's there to be like that general guy. He's meant to be the the one that's running the show and keeping the ball moving forward. And as far as that, this this is a guy who trained in some badass Japanese dojos. I think he'd be a perfect guy to, to fill in, at least for the short term. Who knows? Maybe he will be good long term. Um, I'm of the opinion, though, that he's just filling in until uh, a certain person named Undertaker is done with his WrestleMania match. Aren't they supposed have... to be good friends? Who, Tensai and Taker? Yeah. I never heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Well, it came from Sakamoto tried to, or whatever his fucking name was, tried to drive Taker to the arena and almost crashed, and Tensai saved it. I think and I read somewhere back when he was like first coming back as Tensai that the reason that he was coming back was because he's good friends with Taker and he like wanted him specifically back and they were going to build <laughs> towards this whole thing. Rumor. I don't know. I could see them doing that. That whole, what's that crew that he used to have? The Bone, Bone Street crew? Bone Thugs of Harmony or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I could see him the being boners. kind of I don't one think of those... he was in Bone Street Crew. If he was going to do that, then he'd bring back, like, Sabio Vega. No, that's what was tattooed on his face. It was just in Japanese. <laughs> Sabio Vega was tattooed? <laughs> yeah, Sabio Vega was tattooed on Tensai's face. <laughs> yeah, we'll just make up hot tags if we need to. <laughs> I always wondered why there was chanted Sabio Vega when he wrestled. Yeah, that was like one of those big mysteries, like, you know, who attacked McMahon and, uh, you know, any of the other kind of things that we never quite figured out. Like, the other thing was, what's with the Savio Vega chance? Now we we got to it. Um, man, fuck, I don't know what else there is to talk about this week. Rey Mysterio is kind of talking about going to Lucha Underground. We already figured that that was going to happen. I guarantee fucking to you tomorrow, a wrestler dies. Someone has a drug overdose, someone gets released, <laughs> and TMZ picks up on an alleged fucking armed robbery. Actually, and all in the same story. You yeah. mentioned Rey Mysterio. I did see something about Rey Mysterio that's kind of interesting, that uh, there's probably going to be some legal battles going on with that, because apparently WWE owns the U.S. trademark for the name Rey Mysterio. So that's why Rey Mysterio has to go under Rey Mysterio Jr. Oh, he has to do that again? fuck signed his name? Yeah, apparently. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Huh. Seriously, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> You're gonna be like, fuck. He's like, what, like 40 and he's gonna be a junior? And like, it just doesn't. <laughs> just call himself El Rey Mysterio or some shit. Have him stand next to somebody taller than him and just be like, ah, oh, little tyke, <laughs> little junior. <laughs> That's how you bring it back. Wasn't there some other Rey Mysterio Jr., though? 
Uh, didn't I mean, somebody else take that Rey name? Mysterio Sr. No, I mean, like, didn't somebody take the Rey Mysterio? Oh, oh yeah, no, there's a new Rey Mysterio. Yeah, he passed on to, like, Rey Mysterio the Third or some shit. Uh, hey, dude, I know I said that you could have the name, but uh, I'm going to need that back. He's like, but I'm <laughs> younger and shorter than you. Like, <laughs> yeah, well. Well, Papa needs a new set of knees. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Del Rio got injured, right? That happened. Already? This, well, yeah. that's, a, that's a thing. Um, Did he poop his pants? Unfortunately <laughs> not. <laughs> like, you, actually, you sounded disappointed like you investigated <laughs> if he shit his pants or not. <laughs> that's like the only thing I want to see from Del Rio is for him to have those white trunks um, on and shit himself. I mean, let's confirm. I mean, did the article actually say he did not shit his pants? That is true. Let's clarify. Speculation. Yeah. Oh, man. This, here's a hot tag. Tony Atlas is going to sh- do a shoot interview. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all the fucking great stories he's got. I can't wait to kind of understand some of the stories he's saying. Hey, Tony. Tell us that time you did that laugh. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, he did it. It's going to turn into that. It's be like, yeah, you know that seal laugh that you do? Yeah, that's it. Can you just do that for 30 minutes? <laughs> Can you say fun. Mark Henry? No, 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 no. There's an R in his name. It's not Mock. Mock Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Atlas fucking sucked. <laughs> the best thing he ever did was just look like a complete ass on uh, Legend's House. Mm-hmm. Actually, it is sad, but the most relevant thing he's done in his entire career is Legends House. I love though at the end of Legends House when they're like, "Yeah, we we still don't get along," and everybody's just kind of like, "Yeah," because of fucking this guy pointing yeah, at Tony. Like, oh, welcome to the reunion special. So, what do you guys take away from experience? Oh, well, it was a great experience, and uh, fuck Tony Atlas. <laughs> Hacksaw's like me and Pipe. You know, we got real close. We're like brothers now, and which the, he definitely does still love him. Uh, and then you got, like, Patterson, and he's just like, oh, you know, it feels great that I got that off my chest. And uh, pervy old mean jeans, like, oh, speaking about chests, what about those old stoves? Uh, and then everybody's just collectively like, yeah, Tony Atlas, don't fucking invite that guy. <laughs> oh, like, like uh, Tony Atlas is in the back, and we're bringing him out. No, no. <laughs> Collective eye roll. Ah, fuck. So... Yeah. Those so, are your hot uh, tags for the week. <laughs> Not so, it's, uh, so in summary, uh, to recap everything, fuck Tony Atlas. <laughs> fuck Tony Atlas, Alberto Del Rio, Ray Mysterio. Tensei's okay. <laughs> At least oh yeah, Lenny Papo. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck Lenny Papo. And Tony Mango. Yeah, yeah and Tony he's, Mango. He's, he's a, I hope he gets shit on. By all of the people on the roster. Especially you know, one fuck time David. Del Rio did that kick and it gave someone... Uh, what was it called? Diverticulitis. A concussion? <laughs> nope, a concussion? Yep, that's I why he uh, when, broke his neck. I remember when Sin Cara dislocated his fingers and he just kicked the shit out of him. That was funny as fuck. I remember when <laughs> Sin Cara beat Alberto Del Rio. Oh man, do you remember that? He did it like two weeks in a row? That was sweet. Yeah, god damn, I miss the good old days. <laughs> They're gonna fire Rey Mysterio, send him to TNA or wherever the fuck uh, Alberto is now, just so he can beat him a couple more times. <laughs> Come back with the Lucha Dragons. Uh, but go ahead and book it, WWE. You got nothing better to do. Clearly not working that hard on WrestleMania. Uh, anything else that we need to talk about before we take a break? Because we totally worked ourselves into a frenzy with this super long edition of the Hot Tags. 
Um, well, there's uh, some backstory that came out. I don't know if you remember it a few weeks back that Vince Russo was making a visit to Lucha Underground and there were some pictures that surfaced of him there. Well, it turns out the reason he was there is because he was pleading for a job for his good friend, China. Oh, I heard about that. I forgot about it. Yeah. God, so, did you guys watch that video? Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, to... hang on, hang on, hang on. You said some picture surface, surfaced. Is the guy that took him okay? Because, I mean, ugh. Not, not a China, Vince Russo. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, we don't shout anybody either, but. Did you see the videos that she had posted? I never bothered to look. Oh, of her, like, twerking heard, and shit? No, I, I saw the twerking. twerking and I clicked on it. No, she posted something else about, like, uh, bitching about Stephanie and Triple H. I saw the thumbnail for it, and her face looked like it melted, so I just didn't click on it. Don't worry, I won't treat you like a woman or a man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so look forward to probably just more Bill DeMott talk, because it's the only thing that anybody else is talking about nowadays. And uh, hopefully, if anything does happen for this next week, it happens, like, Tuesday... So we're not, you know, way far behind and it's not half hour after I'm done uploading this video, a whole bunch of shit happens, but who knows? Uh, oh, shit. Seamus just found dead in his bathtub. Oh, the toaster guy? Oh, no. No, not the toaster. No, <laughs> he's on my fantasy Fuck. team. Vader like died of diverticulitis. <laughs> oh, wait. Worse. David Otunga's cousin just died. Oh, God. Ken? Now we're never going to see him. <laughs> That's the third time this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right hey, everyone rest, rest holds coming up we're gonna come back and we're gonna do our main event of this evening <laughs> it's time for the rest hold part of the program our commercial break section where we tell you everything you need to know this week to promote the smart out moment brand the channel a mango tree branches and everything else and we got a lot to do so i'm gonna speed through this The outside interference articles for this week, the Bleacher Report side of things is Seth Rollins will bounce back from likely loss to Randy Orton at WrestleMania 31. And for e-wrestling news, the build to WrestleMania 31 crunch time booking decisions WWE must make. So if you're interested in reading those two articles, then you can find them on the Bleacher Report and e-wrestling news profiles. You can go to Smartout Moment and Tony Mango on Facebook and Twitter. You'll find links there. The YouTube description is going to have links below if you're watching this there. And, of course, on the homepage of SmartOutMoment.com, underneath the Outside Interference section, you will find these links as well as some of the more recent ones that I've done in the past couple of weeks as well. The Smart My Words comment of the week for the past episode of Smack Talk goes to Silent Winded Doom for his reference to our mailbag questions. He says, I know what you mean about the infidel thing about the Aladdin movie. I went back and watched it and didn't realize how much they mentioned Allah in it. Guilty pleasures, I stop and watch Rocky IV every single time I see it on. Also, I absolutely love Hudson Hawk, Ladies Man, and Jingle All the Way. Then on uh, Mario Kart side of things, he says, No heavy players. Double Dash was the best, and I was Wario slash Bowser. Now I play Wario. And on the uh, Smash Brothers side of things, he says, Favorite character to kill myself as? Lanny Poffo. <laughs> so thank you, Silent Windy Doom, for sending that comment in. Thank you to everybody else as well for leaving your comments and participating on all the different avenues that we have here. Make sure you guys do that again this week, of course, and tell us to spark your words. One of those avenues is Facebook.com slash group slash The Mega Maniacs, where we goof off throughout the week. So if you are on Facebook, make sure you sign up for that group. 
The monthly mailbag for April is going to come up on episode 178. So as always, if you want to pick our brains about a particular subject matter, it doesn't have to be wrestling related. Just fill up the inbox by sending us an email through the contact form of the website, and we will answer all those questions when it comes time for it. The Sign Me Up initiative, if you bring a sign that says Mark Out Moment to any wrestling-related events in the future that you attend, just send a picture or a video of it to me, and I will give you a spotlight on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. If you got some spare change you want to throw our way, you can do it in three different ways. The YouTube page is a fan funding one, so you can click the Support This Channel module and follow those instructions. You can also go to the PayPal donation button at the bottom of SmartOutMoment.com, or you can sign up to be a Patreon at Patreon.com slash SmartOutMoment. If you just can't get enough of us and you want to check out all the other projects that we're associated with, FanboysAnonymous.com is my other website for the geek culture side of things. So if you want to hear us talk about nerdy things, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash FanboysAnonymous, obviously the Facebook and Twitter accounts for them as well. Then we've got the All Talk Show, which is us just bullshitting about completely random topics. You can listen to that on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash AllTalkShow. We go live on MegapowersRadio.com whenever the hell we feel like it, so you need to make sure that you follow Twitter.com slash TheAllTalkShow and Facebook.com slash AllTalkShow so we can give you a heads up when we decide to do an episode at random. Smartout Moment is partnering up with TVStoreOnline.com again to give you guys another contest, and since the 2015 Hall of Fame is coming up, we decided that we were going to do one based off of that. This month, you can win a Macho Man Randy Savage t-shirt. All you gotta do is follow the rules that we always do for these kind of contests. You can find more information about them on SmartCountMoment.com, but in general, all you gotta do is follow our social media accounts, tweet things out, share some posts, all that kind of stuff, so you get an entry point for each one that you do. Again, go to SmartCountMoment.com for more information. Speaking of Hall of Fame, we have the final announcement for the last inductee into the 2015 Smark Out Moment Hall of Fame. We covered some tag team mid-card and upper mid-card and main event action, but we got one more main eventer coming your way. Time Cow is going to be immortalized into the Hall of Fame. He is our final big name that we are going to announce. We're going to be taking care of that kind of stuff next week, giving a little retrospective of some of these jokes and different things that have gone on in Smark Out Moment in the past. So stay tuned for that. And, of course, if you guys want to join the Smartout Moment team in some way, then send in your application using the contact form of the website. I'll get back to you as soon as I can with more information. And, man, that's a lot to cover, but we are done. we got to start talking about fantasy booking for WrestleMania. So stay tuned. Click on the next video, everybody. We will be right back. Welcome back from the rest of it, everybody. We are going to get into our special feature main event of this evening. That is going to be fantasy booking. And if you are unfamiliar with what fantasy booking is, that's when we decide what the pay-per-view or whatever event that we're deciding that we were going to do uh, should have been made up for with the build, the card, pretty much everything uh, start to finish. And, of course, we're going to do what we do every year before WrestleMania. We're going to focus that on the whole road to WrestleMania itself. Um couple rules that we need to talk about before we get into whatever we're going to do here. I put these in place because I want to make sure that people don't put like really ridiculous kind of things because I've seen some terrible ideas in the past and 
you know, I read everything that you guys send uh, for the comments on the website, and man, I just don't want to make fun of some of the things that you guys say. Uh, so here we go. These are your rules for the people that want to participate in this. They need to be justified what your choices are. It can't be, you know, I'm a huge fan of Heath Slater, so he's going to just win the title right after last year's WrestleMania and carry it for the longest time, whatever. He's clearly not in the position to do that. So you got to be realistic. Uh, you can't include people that aren't a member of the roster. And that means that it applies to retired people, deceased people, people working for another company. Uh, if somebody is essentially injured for the entire year and they don't come back, then you know what? They were still injured around this time. You can't just magically heal them. Uh, so on and so forth when it comes to that kind of stuff. And at the same time, too, you can't bring up half of the NXT roster because they would never do that. So keep that in mind. And uh, the earliest time frame that you can go back to is the day after last year's WrestleMania. So we're going to have a variation of different things. Uh, I didn't really specify that anybody had to do, like, break it down by hour or you got to do a pre-show or you got to talk about who's going to be on the kickoff panel and all that. I added some of that information on the website for my own thing. I'm not going to go through that here because I'm not reading all that kind of crap. But if you guys are interested in who my backstage interviewers and all that kind of stuff would be, go ahead, read that on the website. Um, and since I have talked quite a bit, I'm not going to go first. I'm actually going to go with one of you guys. So who wants to start us off? All right, I'll go since everyone's so fucking eager. Um, <laughs> I've only really gone in totally in-depth with two of the matches, which I'm going to have headline the show, but I'll give a brief backstory on what I do for the rest of the card. So I'd open the show up with an NXT Championship match, and if anyone's seen Kevin Steen versus El Generico in a ladder match, it was fucking sweet. So essentially I'd have him do that match, but at WrestleMania, so you'd have Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the NXT title. And I'd have Sami Zayn get his redemption on the biggest stage of them all. And as far as the NXT title's future, I'd probably have him just vacate the belt and move on to the main roster and let the guys compete over it over it over on the NXT brand. So uh, maybe a tournament or whatever. Uh, for a Divas Championship match, I'd have AJ Lee versus Charlotte. And I'd cement Charlotte as the next big thing as the in the Divas uh, division by having her beat AJ Lee and beating her convincingly. In fact, I wouldn't have AJ Lee get too much offense in. I think she's very overrated, and I think Charlotte needs to be cemented in that role. Kind of a squash match? Not a total burial, but she would beat her very convincingly. There wouldn't be any doubt. Wouldn't be fluky whatsoever. I'd actually have a double retirement match for Undertaker versus Sting quite early in the show, mainly because I think whilst the entrances are going to get everyone all happy and shit, the match itself is going to bring down the crowd's mood, and I'm going to need something later to boost that back up. Wait, well, you know, I have one problem. What? And this is a production thing, and this is something I can understand you not thinking about. The problem with having an Undertaker Sting match early in the show mm -hmm. is the fact that it's going to be... Oh, shit, it's going to be an outdoor arena. I didn't right. think of that. Mm -hmm. Eh, it doesn't matter. They don't have fuck all for Sting anyway, do they? No, but they do for Undertaker. <laughs> Imagine how terrible the entrances would be, though, if you couldn't do the lighting. And they had, like, just Sting's entrance is just that... <laughs> and then he just kind of, like, walks out and he's just kind of like, yeah, I've got shitty music now, too. It sucks. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I've got a way of... I can just swap that out of place. So I'm just going to keep going with it for now, but 
Um, <laughs> so I set this feud up about four weeks before fucking Mania. They don't need too much build. It's oh spooky light show. Oh God. I'm gonna. Oh, it's a spooky. Ah. I'm gonna beat you. No, I'm gonna beat you. No, you're gonna rest in peace. Aww. And then, Undertaker, no. <laughs> and then Undertaker beat him because fuck WCW, right? And it's fucking stupid ass. <laughs> Sting wrestles one match in WWE and it it's a loss to retirement. <laughs> yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that. That's such a fuck you to WCW. <laughs> like, here's the thing. I'm not a big WCW fan. I think it's overrated. And I, his, as far as Sting's career goes, I know Sting better for TNA than I do WCW. And while, so I have a different impression of him. And my impression is, fuck Sting. Old guy in a t-shirt, I don't care about him. And everything I've seen back on the network, I don't care about either. By the way, uh, uh, everyone knows me. Uh, anyone who wrestles in a t-shirt, I fucking hate automatically. So so you must love Kevin Owens. Oh, dude. There's a few exceptions. Kevin Owens is a badass. So you just went back I, on your work, go fuck yourself. Uh, and also, uh, Dean Ambrose is okay because it works well with his gimmick. So everyone who wrestles in a t-shirt, fuck you, except most of the guys in WWE. Like... <laughs> no, what, I can think of a few people. When Rey Mysterio wore a t-shirt, that fucking pissed me off. Like, dude, you weigh, like, uh, less than me. You don't eat the t-shirt. Oh, what, you got a little chub? Who the fuck cares? You look great still. You know who always bothered me that they wore a t-shirt was Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer yeah. always he used to bother me. too. His fucking t-shirts. The worst was like when he wouldn't even be able to wear like a Tommy Dreamer t-shirt. No, he just wear the like, upcoming pay-per-view. Yeah, like Peyton mentioned recently that he's never had a t-shirt. I don't think he's ever had a t-shirt. Really? I can't so remember like, like, have you actually ever had a t-shirt. Hey Tommy, we got you a new t-shirt. Really? Like, yeah, it's an ECW, ECW t-shirt. Yeah, he just wore like the ECF and W shirts. They're like, we got you a new t-shirt. It's white. <laughs> It's a plain white t-shirt. He's like, oh, thanks, guys. Oh, man, this one doesn't even have blood stains on it. <laughs> By the way, you got a that. hardcore match later on? <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> His career is so sad. Oh. So, um, I'd probably swap this in where I had the Undertaker and Sting match based on Payton's little production note. But I would have an Intercontinental versus U.S. title match. Earlier on in the year, I would have had Dolph Ziggler capture the IC title and actually kept it. And Cesaro, I would have pushed strongly from the get-go after the Andre Battle Royal. Um, And I'd have him capture the US title and unify it at WrestleMania. And I'd have Cesaro be the one to unify it. The guy's an ultra-talented dude and needs more credit. So uh, the match would probably steal the show, too. Uh, Next match I got is Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. Um... I've got a little bit of a different setup with their feud, but I'll go into that more when I talk about um, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan, which will be my main event. Um, but for the most part, it's going to be the same as their previous feud, except the Hell in a Cell uh, result. And um, I just have I do it in three stages of hell, and finally have um, a winner with no issues, and like it's the best man that wins. So I'm would you sh- would you have Seth Rollins be a part of the Authority? Because technically he wasn't a part of it. WrestleMania. Would you I, go with that same? I'm, as far as the whole Authority versus the Shield thing, I would let that play out exactly the way it did. Okay. I think it was perfect. It's one of the few storylines they did um, last year, which was golden. So I'd have Ambrose win the feud, and I'd also do it for the Money in the Bank, and I'd have him win the Money in the Bank. Just for something a little different. Honestly, I don't buy Seth cashing it in on at least anyone who's champion around right now. 
Um, as far as the as far as John Cena goes and Roman Reigns, they're big stars, and I just throw them in a match together just because I got nothing better to do with them. Um, I'm already leaving like a few big names off my card, and these are two of the ones I really can't. So I'd have John Cena versus Roman Reigns, and it's kind of um, it'd just be one of those where tensions would build. Maybe one of them would throw each other out of the Royal Rumble match. And it just slowly builds to WrestleMania. And I'd have Roman Reigns put John Cena over and have a whole passing the torch type thing. So, that leads me to the co-main event. I like nostalgia matches, and there's one that I really want to see. It's Triple H versus The Rock. During October on an episode of Raw, they had a segment. Um, well, I think it was like a segment they had exclusively on the app. And they was promoting SmackDown's anniversary or SmackDown's birthday. One of fucking SmackDown's uh, things. And The Rock was going to make an appearance on there. And they built a hell of a lot of tension. And the chemistry they had, it's exactly the same as what they had in the 90s. And it was so good. So I'd actually have The Rock get beat down by the authority during that SmackDown special. And as opposed to Sting coming out and costing Triple H's job at the Survivor Series, I'd have The Rock be the guy to do that. And he be the new COO made by Vince McMahon. So somehow... They're gonna have somehow I'd have it lead to the Rock versus Triple H at Mania, and the winner becomes the COO, and the loot. And um, if the Rock wins, the authorities have to disband, and if Triple H wins, he gets his job back. And I'd have the Rock win, and I'd have the authority disband for good, and that kills the authority storyline once and for all. JD would love that. Mm-hmm. He'd kick him right in his ass. Fuck boys. So for the main event, I've got Daniel Bryan wrestling. Uh, Brock Lesnar for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And I know a lot of people say that the match would look weird because of uh, Daniel Bryan's size, and that's a fair argument, but I also believe that this is pro wrestling and you're meant to suspend your disbelief to a heavy degree. So if you're a good enough wrestler, you can tell a very good big man versus small man story and get the crowd into it regardless of the size. So... As far as... Where's my fucking notes gone? Bear with me a second. <laughs> so Daniel Bryan wins the championship at WrestleMania 30. Um, and his first title defense I'd have at Extreme Rules, and it'd be against Cesaro. Cesaro just won the Andre Battle Royal, and I've always thought, okay, what does winning the Andre Battle Royal mean? It doesn't mean anything, so let's make it a number one contender thing. If you win it, you get a future title shot. And I'd have him go for a few opponents like Kane, Batista, Sheamus, because... Um, Ideally, I'd turn Sheamus and have him join the authority, too. And um, with all the plans forwarded and exhausted and Daniel Bryan keeps retaining the title, they'd accept Paul Heyman's offer to have Brock Lesnar uh, wrestle Daniel Bryan. And instead of Daniel Bryan, instead of John Cena versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, you have Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan in essentially the same match. Brock Lesnar just kills Daniel Bryan in like 10 minutes, and it's not even close. Then, at Night of Champions, he does the same to John Cena. I'd have him miss Hell in a Cell, Survivor Series, and TLC. Um, I don't think he was needed during that period, and I'm actually glad they kept him off television. In fact, I'd trot Heyman out there every week just to rub in the fact that he's not there and that he's too good for those B-level pay-per-views. Um, I'd have uh, Dean Ambrose beat Seth Rollins at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and that earned him a number one contendership match at Royal Rumble. And I'd have Brock beat Dean Ambrose there, just to keep the um, amount of opponents just a variety and fresh, because I think that was one of the biggest issues with Brock Lesnar's title reign. He fought the same guys constantly. 
Um, Daniel Bryan returns um, at the Royal Rumble because I forgot to previously mention I'd have him beaten so bad that he'd go missing for a while. Um, he eliminates John Cena in the finals just to give him some legitimacy. And I'm an advocate for having no pay-per-view in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania because they always seem to fuck up and hurt the pay-per-view more than they do uh, better WrestleMania. So I'd just have a nice slow build and I'd finally have Brock and Daniel Bryan uh, go to WrestleMania. The only um, confrontation they'd have is a, a paper, like a contract signing or something. And I'd have Brock Lesnar essentially do the same thing again. Daniel Bryan does that crazy comeback and it takes him three running knees to finally best the beast. So what do you guys think of Wego's card? Anything stand out as uh, the highlight low point? We have one match that's the same, but I think it might be the same with everyone else's card. So, yeah, yeah. it's not bad. I think it is. I like uh, it. It, it. A lot of uh, smart fans would be very happy with that. I'll say that. I'm a smart guy. I'm, <laughs> uh, smart or never... smart? Yes. With the cuh at the end. Like how you say wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I get it that Sam, it's more caters to the smart crowd, but I like what I like, and that's okay. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. No, I think it's a good card. Alrighty, who's up next? I suppose I can go. Alright. So, contrary to what you said, Tony, I decided to have a lot of NXT people involved, actually, but only in the pre-show. Uh, I actually want to dedicate the whole entire pre-show getting people amped up by displaying some of the best talent that NXT has to offer. Can I let you know that I did the exact same thing for my pre-show, essentially? See, oh. if they're a part of the NXT thing and not on the main roster, that's okay. I meant, like, they couldn't be, you know... Be like headlining in the main event. Yeah, you know, one of them's Intercontinental Champ, one's US Champ, one's Tag Champ, like, that kind of a thing, where it's just like, oh, everything's NXT. Right, but, well, yeah, that yeah. was my attitude, just highlight like one big match. Hear, hear me out, and you'll have to tell me if I'm breaking the rules or not, but let, let me get through my whole card here. So we're going to kick off the show by WWE acknowledging the whole hashtag give divas a chance thing. Uh, and they're saying that they're going to make a big statement showing that they're going to highlight these women on this night. And they're going to kick off this night with a fatal four-way of some of the best talent they have down in the NXT women's division. In fact, the same match we saw on our last NXT TakeOver special – Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Bailey, Becky Lynch in a fatal four-way. Now, instead of this being for the NXT Women's Championship belt, I would actually make this a match where the winner gets a main roster WWE contract and a shot at the Divas title the following night on Raw. So you're doing a lot of things here. You're promoting someone up from NXT onto the main roster. You're making a promotion for the raw the following night to get people excited for a match that's happening then so you make sure people still stay tuning in you're already making the raw after mania seem like a special night you're even building intrigue for the divas title match that happens later on in the night at wrestlemania because you want to know well, who's facing this person that wins this match so you're getting a lot of things happening by doing that there uh i would have charlotte win this match it's the right person to win it the title is not going to be on the line so sasha banks can continue doing her thing as the champion down there um charlotte can pin like becky lynch um or, or whoever it doesn't really matter but charlotte would win and she would gain that spot to go on uh, another thing worth mentioning is that this is kind of like a precedent that was set by Paige the previous year coming in from nxt and getting that divas title shot on her first night 
The next match that I would have showcasing NXT talent would be Sami Zayn versus Hideo Itami. Good lightweight match, very fast-paced, lots of flippy flips, exciting moments. Really get the crowd amped up seeing this young talent. Uh, that one I would have Sami Zayn go over. Uh, really get the crowd cheering for him as they should because he's a very likable guy. Next generation's Daniel Bryan, I say. Uh, and the final match that we would have on the pre-show, yeah, I'm actually stuffing three matches on this show. I mean, they got a whole hour. In fact, I think they go longer for the WrestleMania pre-show, don't they? Don't they go but 90 how, minutes? Hang on, so. how are we going to get Alex Ryder's opinion on the world if you put extra wrestling on there? <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Well, um, funny you mentioned, I actually forgot to mention something. I wouldn't have Alex Riley on the pre-show panel. Um, I would actually throw uh, Kevin Owens on there. He's your NXT champion. I'm not going to put him in a match. The champ doesn't wrestle on TV for free, you know? you got to see him on Except NXT. this is a pay-per-view. A pre-show. This is a pre-show. A... Jackass. To a pay-per-view. <laughs> no. Hey. Yeah, hey. If hey. you put him on hey. the pre-show, that demeans him. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, he only goes on places where he gets paid money so they can get that money to bring home to his family so he can take him to Disney World. <laughs> his starving <laughs> family. <laughs> Daddy, we're hungry. I said you could have some if there's any left when I'm done. Daddy, Do you know how long he had a match? To... No, I'm on the pre-show. Fucking panel. Do you know how long he had to feed his kids podcasts? He's in a good place now. Don't take it away from him, Drew. <laughs> Um, and the last match I would have is Adrian Neville versus Finn Balor. Can you just imagine them, what they would do as an entrance for Finn Balor at WrestleMania? Um, the unfortunate thing is they would suffer from it being a light arena as opposed to a dark one, but I think they can find a way to make that work and still look awesome. Uh, these I guys would the go thing, out there and kick ass. What's that? The only, thing I, the only thing I would mention about the Finn Balor thing, is it Balor or Balor? Balor. Do we know that? It's, it's Balor. Balor, but I keep saying Balor out of habit. Yeah, yeah, that's why I keep on thinking it. I don't. I wouldn't know as much as I want to believe that they would go all out for Finn Balor's uh, entrance. It he it's just he's just an NXT guy on uh, a pre-show of WrestleMania. I feel like it would be interesting, but it wouldn't be anything too special with it. It would still be. But cool. this is your. I guess they'll yeah, see, they're trying to make a first impression with this guy, Drew. Listen to me out through that mm-hmm. this thing. All right, if I was booking it, I knew what this guy's potential was. I was ready to bring him up there, and I want to make a kick-ass first impression on the biggest stage of the year. I'm going all the fuck out for his entrance. Okay. Here's how yeah. you get around it. If it's too light out and you can't make it like dark, mm-hmm. go extra light. Have like mirrors shine and shit, like where sure. it's just way too bright and it just becomes like a, a white just out do, kind of scenario. Just do, just do Shawn Michaels' entrance at WrestleMania 25. I was inside. Well, the difference is he doesn't need to be in fucking dark face paint. He can do something else. <laughs> no, you do like red and white or something like that. Anyway, Finn Balor gets the victory on this one. Both of these would be hard-fought matches where all four guys end up looking good. This this wouldn't be a situation where anyone should look bad and it's like, oh, they have to lose on one of the first times people see him. No, I want all four of these guys coming out looking gold. That takes us to our main show. We're going to kick off things hot with a Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah. So uh, it's important to note that I have no tag team title match on my card because why would I? nobody worth putting into something like that except for the tag champs of course but i want the tag champs on a card so i put them in this money in the bank ladder match this money in the bank ladder match includes bad news barrett obviously doesn't have the ic title we'll get to that cesaro the miz dolph ziggler stardust goldust damian mizdow and tyson kidd so you're combining a lot of your uh, lower-level storylines going into this. you got your tag champs, you got your uh, Stardust Goldust storyline going into this, and you got your Damian Mizdow and Miz story going into this. And all those can have their played-out parts. In the end, I would have the victor be 
Dolph Ziggler. Once again, having a chance with that Money in the Bank briefcase. I'll give him a shot. Why not? Hey, give, a give him a shot, guys. Come on, he's got a shot. Uh, next match I would have would be a triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. The champion going into this would be the lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose, who would win that title from Barrett, I would say, I don't know, around Rumble. Isn't that when Barrett got it? When the hell did Barrett win that title? He won it on like that Raw, the first Raw of the year, when uh, they fired everyone, like right back, Ziggler and... Uh, uh, okay, no yeah, one, sure. So he could lose sure, his first title defense at the Royal Rumble to Dean Ambrose. There you go. That works. Uh, Dean Ambrose is the champion, and it quickly ignite, reignites his feud with Seth Rollins. Those two get back at each other's throats. And a returning Roman Reigns gets himself involved as well. And these three go in to battle it out at WrestleMania, triple threat style for that Intercontinental title. Uh, I would say this match would end with Seth Rollins stealing a victory. You know, I imagine like maybe Roman Reigns gets Dean Ambrose down for the count, but Seth Rollins runs in and low blows and hits Roman Reigns with a briefcase and grabs the pin. Something like that. Something dastardly. Uh, Seth Rollins getting the dirty victory, walking out with that Intercontinental title. If he's going, Roman looks strong. If he's going down for the uh, the pinfall, his head's in position to get a curb stomp. Yeah, that's a, it's actually a good idea. Yeah, I've, I always thought that'd be really cool too. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not the only one to think about it. Um, I also want to make note that I would do this match again in about two three years as a world title match. Yes, that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Assuming the match is good. I mean, shit, I'd be shocked if they had bad chemistry, but you never know. Well, we know yeah. Ambrose and Rollins have amazing chemistry. Um, Rollins and Reigns match they had together wasn't too bad. We just have to see how Ambrose and Reigns work together. You pretty much just go, hey, Seth, Dean, wrestle this match and let Roman do some special moves now and again. <laughs> He's like, can I punch you guys? <laughs> Come on, guys, I get the Superman All right, so we're going to do this big... Uh, we're going to do this big spot. You're going to go over the top rope, and this is going to happen, this is going to happen. All right, Roman, what you got? I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I'm going to give you the international. Can he jump over the ropes onto the outside? He did it on Raw. Uh, Roman yeah, needs to do I thought Reigns yeah, could do it. Roman needs to do a diving spot. Just because it looked cool as shit at me. Everyone else does a fucking diving spot. No more yeah, people but... doing diving spots. Jesus Christ. I think, okay, I think, no, I think, I think if he uh, d- does one, it'd be a bit more interesting than, say, a Kevin Owens doing one. Does Kevin Owens do this... one? Oh, Kevin Owens yeah, did Kevin Owens. debut match. He did like a huge fucking sunset flip over the top. Oh, the flip. No, I, thought, <laughs> I think he landed on his feet like, almost. I think he did a tope. No, I'm, I just meant a uh, swanton flip over the top ropes uh-huh. onto like a pile of people. I know, I know I've seen Reigns do it. I think he should do it more, mainly because that'll get all the Smartic fans like, oh my god, this is wrestling. I was going to say, it's sad that Kevin Owens has got a higher jump over the top rope than anyone else in the company. <laughs> really? Is it that... I, Check out I that. It was a that fucking much. huge leap. I don't think that's fair. You got Kofi and Tyson Kidd. Kismet Adrian Kofi. Neville. <laughs> so what follows your Intercontinental title match? Uh, we go to the U.S. title match. It's pretty much going to be the same thing. Rusev versus John Cena. Only I would go with the idea that I had postulated before. A submission match. I think this is the perfect way to have this match go. And I would have this end with uh, Rusev making John Cena tap. Question. I know what. Would have you done fast lane John Cena versus Rusev? I wouldn't have done fast lane. You I'm with you. Pay- you. I wouldn't have done a fucking pay per view there. Okay. Mhm. I think you can do something there, but I, I wouldn't have had that match there. Absolutely not. 
like I, I would have had a pay-per-view. I'm okay with having a, a February pay-per-view. I would rather not, but I certainly wouldn't have done the match. And if I did, for some reason, if that match did have to happen, have it end in a schmoz. We want schmoz. We want schmoz. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Rusev gets the victory on this. Make him look like an absolute beast. Have John Cena disappear for a few months. You know, I'm sure the guy would could totally use the time off to rest and enjoy some of his life on his own while he's still young. Um, let Rusev look like the biggest heel monster of this year. Let him just continue running roughshod over people. Cena can always come back and get his victory back later on in the year, like Survivor Series or something like that, after Rusev has lost to someone else, I guess. But for now, it's uh, you got to make Rusev look good. That You've invested a year into this guy. It's best for business. What's this is the second time that you've had a fantasy booking where John Cena goes away for a while. <laughs> I think, it, was, I think he, it might have been Mania that he did it last year. Yeah, it was. It was like, all right, so uh, and then Cena goes away. <laughs> who, did, who did I have beat him? I don't remember who you had beat. Oh, it was Brock. Probably Fandango or something. I don't remember what it was for. You wanted Brock Lesnar. Oh, maybe it was Undertaker. I think it was Undertaker. That's what I was calling for last year was Cena-Taker. There was a match with Brock Lesnar and John Cena. I could have swore that he was going to have just Cena fuck off for a while. I probably said that it's what he should have did after SummerSlam. Cena, fuck off. <laughs> um, I, I should also mention that I would have, uh, of course, Lana would be in Rusev's corner, but I would have John Cena get the backing of Zeb Coulter. I think that would be a fun little thing going into WrestleMania, have Zeb Coulter represent John Cena as a real American. Uh, the only way I'd be okay with that is John Cena grew the same mustache. <laughs> sure, why not? Does yeah. Cena even grow facial hair? You know, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I've never totally seen him with a lick of stubble. That's weird. Uh, yeah, I really want to see John Cena grow some uh, Zeb Coulter facial hair, fuck. So, um, you know, there's always a thing with WrestleMania where you want to get as many people on the card, and I have a lot of people left over. And uh, I can't help noticing that a lot of these people are uh, people of a rather large statute. So uh, what I decided to do is bring all these big people together into a match. Um, and I decided I'd throw like a clever name on it, maybe like uh, a big man buffet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I would take all the big men and put them into a battle royal. And you could put in Big Show, Kane, Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, Bray Wyatt, Mark Henry, The Ascension, Big for Nothing, Titus O'Neil, uh, Sheamus, who I would have had returned by now. He'll be involved with that. Uh, get Rikishi in there. You know, he's going yeah. into the Hall of Fame. Have him see, make a big appearance. Is Alton on your card later? Uh, you want to let me fucking finish? What Listen, the fuck I'm is fine with, I am fine with this if you have both Dallas on this match. Can you let me fucking finish? Can you nope. let me fucking finish? All right, I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> so no Bo Dallas? No, you got to add Bo Dallas so they can no, do the quick elimination. I'm actually not finished, okay? Rikishi can be in there. If you want to have like some other nostalgia people, I would recommend it. Get like a Vader if he's feeling healthy enough. Rhino, I know you have him <laughs> uh, around. Um, Ryback, of course, has to be in it. And one person who I think would go into it would be Curtis Axel. You know, he's talking about how he still uh, hasn't been eliminated from Royal Rumble. He sees a battle royal. He's like, yes, this is my opportunity. He doesn't care that he's like a small guy. He's going to act like he's a big heavyweight going into it. Very much like the, uh, you know, like Hardcore Holly and Crash Holly used to pretend they were heavyweights. You'd move into something like that. Um, guy I would go over would be Ryback. I would have Ryback get the big victory here. Um, the big victory. Big, big victory. Guy. Just imagine like the freaking promo guy. he could cut before going out there. The big guys going into the big man buffet. It's going to be an all-you-can-eat buffet. And it's feeding time. <laughs> Big guy's hungry. 
big guy out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, big WrestleMania moment for Ryback since he hasn't really gotten to have one of those yet. They're gonna be good for him. Hey, he had Riki- he had Mark Henry fall on him. I must have Rikishi. Next match, you know, someone everyone's always worried about where they're gonna be at WrestleMania is Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan deserves a quality opponent. You know, I know Wago believes that, right? You want Daniel Bryan to have a quality opponent, a quality spot in the card, right? See, I'm fine even if he's not in the main event. I just want him to have a legitimate one-on-one match with some substance. Okay. Well, Daniel Bryan sees all this going on. He didn't make it into the WWE title match. He didn't make it into the U.S. title match. He didn't make a match with John Cena. He didn't get a match with all these people. He didn't get the big one night, and he realizes that there's only one thing left that he can do to get himself a spot at WrestleMania, and he calls out the Undertaker. So that sets that up. I mean, there's really nothing more to it than that. Daniel Bryan wants a spot. Undertaker sees him as a young kid looking for a shot and decides to to give him a chance. Uh, and you set this up. I think Daniel Bryan can actually carry Undertaker to a what, best match he's probably had in years at WrestleMania. Uh, in the end, I would have the Undertaker win. Uh, I think Undertaker's got to keep that going. I, I think Daniel Bryan will still look very strong. And he'll look very good throughout this match. I just think the right man to win is still the Undertaker. Get the Undertaker on a victory again. Set himself up for Undertaker versus Sting next year or in two years, whenever they feel like they want to go down that road, when they feel like it's the right time. Because I still believe the Undertaker's got a number of years left on him. I, I think people highly underestimate how good a shape the Undertaker's still in. If he only does one match a year, I think he can go another five, six, seven years if he wants to. Hmm. Um, same for Sting. I mean, you know, Sting's an older guy, but if he wants to do like one or two matches a year, he can keep going for a few years too. Think I figured out your main event. Okay. Well, uh, I have a Divas uh, title match. It's a fatal four with uh, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, Paige, and AJ Lee. Basically the same four Divas, only instead of a pointless tag match, it's going to be a fatal four-way for the title. If I was redoing some booking, I never would have had Nikki and Brie reunite. I would have kept their their hatred going a little while um, and had them rotate between Paige and whoever other Diva they want to have them with. Uh, and then AJ Lee returns and gets herself involved in the mix, and you set themself for this uh, fatal four-way. And the victor I would have would be Paige after a, a strong victory, probably uh, you know knocking the Bellas out of the way and having it come down to Paige and AJ Lee. Uh, and then I would set up for Paige versus Charlotte on the following night's Raw, which I think would be an absolutely kick-ass match. Hashtag give Divas a chance. There you go with that. And uh, my main event is Brock Lesnar defending the WWE title one-on-one against Randy Orton. Is that what you thought I was going with? Yes, because I noticed you cut me off with the Orton comment earlier. I'm like, okay, that's what he's doing. All right. Well, I would have Randy Orton win the Royal Rumble, do the cliche, return out of nowhere, get your victory on your return Royal Rumble. I know it's played and it's kind of lame, but people like Randy Orton. Uh, I think if they had capitalized better with the uh, with the whole uh, RKO out of nowhere meme that was getting really big, I think they could have gone mm-hmm. somewhere with that. But I would have turned Randy Orton heel somehow, and I would have ran further with building Brock Lesnar as a babyface, because I think people are really ready for that. Um, before he goes, they really should have given Brock Lesnar some babyface time. Not saying he's going. We don't know what the deal with that is yet. But either way, I would like to see Brock Lesnar as a babyface. And I think from the, the like December to this WrestleMania, they could have done that. And that's what I would have done. So you go into this match, Brock Lesnar as the babyface, Randy Orton as the challenging heel. And I would have a 
probably not a very good match between these two because I don't know yeah. what they would really be capable of. They'd probably keep it short. Um, have Brock Lesnar get a dominating pinfall victory at the end of it. Remain champion. But out of the crowd comes four talents to absolutely beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar. Sami Zayn, Hideo Itami, Adrian Neville, and Finn Balor just beat the living shit out of Brock Lesnar. Very reminiscent to the Nexus beatdown that we saw on John Cena and CM Punk. Just take every single thing around the ring and beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar with it. Choke him and with a tie. Like... <laughs> stroll on on down comes Seth Rollins with his Money in the Bank briefcase, cashes it in, becomes champion, held up high on the arms of the four NXT talents as we fade to black with all this intrigue going into the Raw after Mania. That's an NXT takeover. So what do you guys think about this card? I have a big issue with the main event. Okay. I'm fine with Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar, and I think they can have a perfectly good match given the right roles. Brock Lesnar versus Orton needs to be heel Lesnar versus face Orton. That's because we all know as soon as Randy Orton plays heel, rest hold, rest hold. <laughs> Rest hold. Okay. We just did that. Uh, last part. <laughs> so, as far like I'm fine with that match, and I understand that I like I'm a big I'm a big supporter that Brock should turn face because there's nothing more fun than being able to support just a pure fucking massive ass kicking power. But I'd really worry about the match quality and at Mania match quality is very important in the main event. That's my only real issue with it. See, also, I, I don't. Also, I'm worried. The only other thing I'd worry about is, mm, can Sami Zayn be a decent heel? Well, that doesn't have to worry that much about being it because he's going to be in this group, especially with Seth Rollins as the mouthpiece, and you know builds a good case for Sami Zayn to be the one that eventually turns out of it and fights against them, a la Daniel Bryan. Remember, Daniel Bryan came in as a heel, as part of a group. See, my problem with this is you said that. Uh, they should have capitalized when the Vine thing was going really big. If it would have mm -hmm. become too big, you would have had to throw him into the big man buffet. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, what do you think about Peyton's card? I like it. I'm not a big fan of the uh, how the show ends necessarily, but I like the card nonetheless. But you like Seth Rollins. Oh, I love Seth. Seth Rollins. I, I'm not a big fan of like a remake of the Nexus beatdown per se, and also I think. Uh, which was just if a remake he, of the NWO. And, and yeah, I <laughs> History well, repeats sorry. itself. <laughs> yeah, I know. The only issue I have with it is that it's the four guys that you have doing it. I feel like Brock would be able to like bend them with a, his fucking fingers. That's only Not issue I have with it. Not after he's just gone for a match with one of the most world's elite pro wrestlers. What are you talking about? It was rest hold. Rest hold. Rest Not from hold. a fucking kayfabe standpoint. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I know. I don't know. I just... I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not a big fan of it. If you were to do it with, like, I don't know, Bull Dempsey and some other people, I, I oh, think it's just a you. bad way. Of... <laughs> I did consider putting Baron Corbin into the mix somewhere. Yeah. Like, throw another match on the pre-show, like a five-second Baron Corbin match just to introduce him to. So I understand what you're doing. You're establishing them in the earlier moments, and then you're mm -hmm. bringing them back in later. Yeah, that's what, the yeah, only that's what other I issue. Again, the only other issue that I have would be I am one of those guys that want Mania to always end on a positive note. Mm. I like the story that the good guy overcame on the biggest stage of them all. Mm. The only time that I've ever been a fan of it, the other way around, 
was the Austin and the Rock uh, match, then again, that might have been the only other time that's really happened. I can't think of too many scenarios where uh, the bad guy is the Triple H. Top. Yeah, Triple H at WrestleMania 2000. Technically, yeah, the, Triple H with ended, uh, Randy Orton, because everybody wanted Orton to win. Oh, yeah. but, uh, the WrestleMania 2000 ended on a good note, though. Because whilst Triple H won the title, The Rock kicked the shit out of him and Stephanie. Hmm. Like, I just like the fans being able to cheer with the babyface at the end of the night. That's what worries about me with Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, because I think Roman Reigns can get booed at the building. Hmm. How about WrestleMania 23? That just ended, like, awkwardly, where, like, Shawn Michaels was like, fuck you, John Cena. <laughs> like, stormed out. And he's just kind of like, Matt, still got the title, though. See you guys tomorrow. Um, I, can't bl- I can't blame him. Did you not catch the uh, segment in the corner where he was bad-mouthing Cena legitimately? Tell him no. to sell the fucking leg, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, he um, yeah, he was not happy with John Cena not selling, so that's why he was pissy. That wasn't Sean. That was actually just Piper was in the audience, and they picked him up on the mic. <laughs> Just fuck, fuck. <laughs> Drew, what's your card? Well, oh, yeah. Well, let me go ahead and tell you a story about a uh, pre-show, at least. I'm going to start the pre-show off, of course, with everyone's favorite match of all time. And that will be uh, Tony's favorite, DeAndre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yep, that's right. I think if you're going to have a pre-show and and what WWE is doing this year with having everyone on the card, apparently, because that's what they want to do, that's fine. But if you're going to do something like the, the, that, the Battle Royal, I like it to be on the pre-show because it makes sense. It's I mean, no, no, nothing important is going to come out of it based on what happened last year. I mean, Cesaro did get Paul Heyman, but that didn't work out for anything. And he is year has been shit up until his tag title reign that he has now. So, you know, I'd have some of the names like, I don't know, Sheamus, Bray Wyatt, Big Show, Kane, you know, just names like that in. Sheamus ends up winning, not much to it. I I, I thought about putting a couple of NXT guys in there, but I just kind of went against it. But anyways, the next match on the card will be a Divas Showcase match, because along the same line of Peyton with the Give Divas a Chance, I thought, why not do the Bella Twins? It's a four. It's an eight-man tag match, but four, four and four. It'd be the Bellas. It'd be the Bellas, Paige, and AJ versus Sasha Banks, Charlotte Bailey, and instead of throwing uh, crazy hair redhead girl that I can't think of off the top of my head because she doesn't mean much to me, I'd put in uh, NXT Tony. Come on, you're talking about the NXT side, Becky Lynch. Yeah, Becky Lynch. There we go. I put in a diva that I actually like, or a woman that I actually like, and that'd be Alexa Bliss. And essentially, it'd just be a four-on-four match between those two. It'd be able to last around 15 minutes-ish. And I'll, I'll give the main roster the win, mainly because it's a main roster. They're, they're supposed to be better than the developmental. But I'll, it'll come off of uh, a shaky win, you know, that one time when uh, they roll back and forth over the ref, and the ref gets up like, ha woman just rolled over me. They get pissed off. Yeah, and then Paige, like, it's a roll-up win. That's what's going to happen. So, anyways, on to the main card. First match. It'll be a ladder match for the WWE Tag Team Championships. However, there will be five teams involved in this match. It'll be your champions, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, versus the Usos, versus Miz and Mizdow, versus a team that I, uh, after WrestleMania, or the Royal Rumble, with Curtis Axel doing the Axel Mania stuff, instead of him coming up with it on his own, 
a returning Bo Dallas gives him a pep talk telling him that, listen, he still wins. He still won. He's just got to believe. So they start a tag team together as well as Axel Mania. So anyways, and then the final team, it will be a reunion of the Shield with Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose coming in, saying they want the tag team titles. So they're going to add themselves into the mix, if you know what I'm saying. So anyways, the the Shield with the Roman Reigns and uh, Dean Ambrose will end up winning the match. And by that alone, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose will start a year-long tag team title reign because I don't think either of them is ready for the main event scene. Roman Reigns, I mean, I'm fine with him being in the main event of Mania this year. I understand why people don't want him to be. So, yeah. But with Dean Ambrose, he's kind of fucked right now, so I think giving him a tag title would be fine. I think everything would play out. Just those two, just, you know... Actually, no. Actually, what I, re- I just completely thought I was going to do with the Shield. The Shield reunite after the Rumble when Ant- when uh, Kane and Big Show, you know, do their thing in the Rumble, screwing everyone out of, and they throw out Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. They started making feud with that, and they reunite via that. Anyways, the next match on the card will be the match that was supposed to happen on WrestleMania 31, but isn't happening on WrestleMania 31 because they fucked it up because of Fastlane. Starters versus versus Goldust. And essentially, it's not going to be a retirement match because it will continue after uh, the WrestleMania, which I know Tony's a big fan of. WrestleMania is supposed to be the big show of the year. It should end at WrestleMania. That's where future. And I know Waco says this sometimes. However, I think they started this feud up too late. And I'm not really changing too much when it comes to the landscape of everything that's happening. I'm not going a year back for a lot of this stuff. So, yeah, it's just going to be Stardust versus Goldust. And Goldust picking up the win over Cody Rhodes or Stardust. They could just do the same thing that they were planning on doing with Stardust. Like, I am not Cody Rhodes, guys. Come on. Stop it. So, yeah. And it will continue into Extreme Rules where they have a 2 out of 3 falls match. Actually, no. It will be an Extreme Rules match. The next match on the card will be a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championships. The big guy, Ryback, will be the champion at the time. He he wins it off of Bad News Barrett at a few months back, which is a uh, TLC. Bad News Barrett will also be in the match. However, the third man in the match will be Dolph Ziggler, who Dolph Ziggler originally had a title, but he gets injured. Bad News Barrett gets the title. And now he wants his title shot back, so they're making a triple threat match between the three with Dolph Ziggler picking up the win. The next match will be a two out of three falls match with Rusev versus John Cena. And what I will do is essentially it'll be Rusev squashes John Cena. He wins two in the first two falls. So there is that. The next match, and they, they can just do the same thing that they're doing right now with it. However, I won't do the fast lane match. I just a two out of, yeah. Well, um, Wiggle mentions that he didn't want fast lane, which I get that they don't need a February pay per view, especially now that they're not doing the elimination chamber stuff. However, I think of having uh having a uh fast lane or a February pay per view. Hey, Drew, sense if you if say however it. one more time, I'm breaking out the bell. That's your warning. <laughs> oh wait, did you guys actually catch on to that? Finally, shoot. Oh well, no more howevers for you guys. However, the next match on the card, (laughs) (laughs) it'll be Triple H and Randy Orton. And essentially what happens is uh, he, Randy Orton leaves uh, the authority. Randy Orton gets curb stomp. 
Randy Orton comes back at Fastlane against has a match against Seth Rollins. However, he is screwed over by uh, Triple H. Oh yeah, I should really try to stop that. I think I caught myself uh, actually doing that now, Tony. However, however, however. Anyways, thank you. <laughs> that was like so weak. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, so anyone's like, I want you Triple H, so they have a match for anyone picks up the win, and yep, that's about it for that. <laughs> the next match will be the retirement match between under- the Undertaker and the Stinger, and I will give the Undertaker the win. Not much to it. I think uh, it's the Happy obvious days. match that... Happy days. So yeah, after that, it'll be Daniel Bryan's match, except who is, who is it going to be against? It'd be none other than The Rock. And the way I would bring The Rock back is a few months prior, he sees Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan talks about how he wants to be the face of WWE. Rock comes out, says how when he was the face of WWE, he looked like the face. People wanted to see him. However, this you are not. He gives him a rock bottom, turning him heel. And that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like a Hollywood uh, The Rock versus uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan picks up the win. And yeah. So the main event will be a WWE Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. And yeah, I think it's it, that this is one of the matches that I wish they did that they never got to. We got that triple threat between him, Rollins, and Cena, but we never got. But essentially the build-up is going to be uh, Brock Lesnar gets fed up with the authority trying to allow Seth Rollins to cash in on in. So he goes, fuck it. He starts kicking all their asses, turns facing the progress process. Seth Rollins d- does win the Royal Rumble, and he still is the Money in the Bank briefcase holder, winner. Brock Lesnar, and then they, they do have an intense match. Brock Lesnar wins the first match. However, the authority comes in, kicks it, kick starts kicking Brock Lesnar's ass, and then Brock Lesnar is left a fence lift. He, he cashes in the briefcase, except he kicks out. Brock Lesnar beats Seth Rollins a second time. And now, Brock Lesnar returns to WWE. He's going to be there up until SummerSlam, baby. And he's the champion. Thoughts fantasy on that book. card? You fantasy booked his contract negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's got actually, super cheap. <laughs> as far the undercard, I'm kind of flip-flopping on, but I'll tell you what I really did like, which I never even thought of. The Rock, Hollywood Rock versus Daniel Bryan would be fun as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got The Rock doing his whole pint and jabroni beating, blah, 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 blah. And fans can chant, no, no, no. There's a lot of micro. Because what I hated about when The Rock came back was because of the realism of John Cena and his feud, like, they generally didn't like each other. They threw their characters out the window. And I didn't get to see The Rock, I got to see Dwayne Johnson. That's what pissed me off about that feud. But the Rock character and Daniel Bryan could work so well, and I really like that. As far as the main event goes, that's probably the best way to turn Brock Lesnar face if you're going to do it. Not overcomplicated, and provides a per- provides the number one face and the number one heel in the company. Peyton, what do you think about his card? Yeah, pretty much like Wago. The the undercard was kind of mad to me. Maybe it's just a difference of generation where we uh, wanted to go with our directions. Um, but I, I am also with Wago. One thing that really did make my ears kind of peak up is when you said Daniel Bryan versus Rock. Like the moment you said that, I was like, wow, I never put those two names together. That's that's fantastic. Um, so props Especially for that. Especially making one. him heal. Mm-hmm. 
My, I've actually said before that I would love to see uh, like a Hollywood Rock, but the only issue I'd have with the Rock being healed, not personally me, but I think WWE would have, or the Rock would have, is I think that he would think it would affect his like, I don't know, like what his sales? reputation here's, or something like that. Here's the well, thing, yeah, the, something like that. The Rock all he has the thing. to do is come back on the next episode of Raw. All right, I underestimated him. Everyone give a round of applause to Daniel Bryan. Here's my catchphrase. Or do the handshake at the end of the match or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, all he has to do is shake his hand and then play sing-along with The Rock next episode. Never all love him. Although, (laughs) something to take into account, one of The Rock's next big movies, he's going to be the villain in. The Shazam film. So. He's going to go evil for that one. Although Black Adam's not, like, the most evil fucking person in the world, so, you know. It's not like he's playing the Joker or something. <laughs> playing the Sham Wow guy he sucks. Yeah, that's basically going to be a better movie than that. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, we're on to my card. I said before I'm going to speed through mine a lot more than what it is on the website. Go so, go go um, go 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 go! Yeah. go All right, this go, is right. So this go, this go. one, then this one, then this one. Um, one production note that I have is fuck the video packages because if you have four different TV shows a week that you can do this for months ahead of time, by the time that you get to Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, you know, the big shows and stuff that people would watch if they didn't necessarily watch the TV shows, well, you know what? Give them a reason to watch the TV shows. And if they can't keep up with the simple storylines that go in WWE and they really, really wish that they had seen, you know, an eight minute video package, fuck you. Go watch the clip on YouTube. So uh, I'm throwing two matches into the pre-show because they've got more than enough time that they could have two matches and still do some, you know, pre-show bullshit that they usually do. Uh, I'm going to start off with an NXT championship scramble match. Because I think the scramble match is really underrated and they need to bring that back. Kevin Owens defends against Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, and Finn Balor. Essentially, this is a way to showcase all those guys. You could have it really fast paced, but at the same time, you can keep it into a tight time frame because it does have a time limit. So you get a lot accomplished. All guys can look good in here. Uh, Kevin Owens ends up winning because he's the champion, and I'd like to see the title take different uh, directions when it comes to TakeOver and NXT itself instead of on WrestleMania. I think it'd get buried in the mix if it wasn't to do that. So uh, no title change, but a fun match to start everything off. Then you have The Miz versus Damian Sandow. And the only reason I have this on the pre-show is because I didn't think any of the other ones really fit in there. So sucks for them, but this is sort of a throwaway match. You really make it to where the better match between the two of them is at extreme rules, you know, um, Sandow wins. That's one of the reasons why they have that match at extreme rules. Cause Miz gets all pissed off about it. Standard kind of operating procedure there. Uh, first hour we've got the kickoff of the actual show itself is Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. As much as I'm not a big fan of watching these guys face off again, cause I don't think that Sheamus is that great. And I don't really remember their feud being uh, as awesome as some other people do. Maybe that's just selective memory. I don't know. Um, I do think that Sheamus needs to return as a heel. And if he's going to return as a heel, the best way to uh, make him do that heel turn, attack Daniel Bryan. You know he'll get booed for that. So you've got a built-in storyline with the past WrestleMania experience between these two. 
at the very beginning of the show, tease it. Make the fans get worried that maybe Sheamus is going to just beat the crap out of Daniel Bryan in record time again. But he doesn't, because you can't do that. You know, can't be that stupid. Um, you build these two up, a couple matches. Bryan can move on to somebody else in the future. Sheamus can move on to title shots or whatever. You know, I'm not booking past this too much. Uh, that takes us into a multi-man tag match to throw some people into the card. And this is something that they did at Fastlane to an extent, but I wouldn't have Fastlane. So you don't need to worry about that. Uh, you have Team Authority, which is Seth Rollins, Big Show, Kane, Bad News Barrett, and Luke Harper against the Rebels of the Authority. Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose, Ryback, and Eric Rowan. It's basically the same as what you did at Survivor Series, but I would have switched Survivor Series up a little bit. And uh, downside to it is the Intercontinental Champion is somewhere in the mix here. Maybe it's Bad News Barrett. Maybe it's Dane Ambrose. I don't know. Um, that doesn't get defended, but, you know, you got to crack some eggs. Uh, no individual entrances. Got to save some time here. Hour two, you've got Backlot Brawl Retirement Match. Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes. They both come out. Stardust and Goldust, they beat the hell out of each other to the point where their face paint wears off and they are just staring at each other as the actual brothers. Cody wins, though, and by the end of this match, he has given up the Stardust persona. He is back to being a babyface. Dustin retires, and a little spoiler for what would come afterward, Cody Rhodes gets a huge push because I think that this guy is incredibly underrated. His next feud is going to be Bray Wyatt, but I'm not booking that far ahead. Uh, next match after that, Tag Team Championship Battle Royal. I am not having the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, but I'm getting this instead. And you change the rules a little bit here. Something that always used to bother me about Tag Team Battle Royals, I don't like that idea that if your tag partner gets eliminated, your whole team is. I know it makes sense, but it just bugs me a little bit for some reason, so done with that. Nah. And we're actually going to play that up because the end of this is going to be two heels as part of a tag team against one guy for Hang on. some I'm other team. I'm only okay with this is is if we have Howard Finkel come out and actually announce, nah, we're done with that. Nah. <laughs> okay, we can do that. Fuck, have Howard Finkel do all of the announcing. The hell with Lillian. Um, the I tag teams. Right. <laughs> the tag teams that make this up yeah uh howard finkel wouldn't say the big shows four feet tall (laughs) (laughs) we've got the usos tyson kidd and cesaro primetime players ascension los matadores the new day uh lucha dragons j and j security because why not uh curtis axel and heath slater are a tag team and the real americans and now obviously that doesn't include cesaro that is bringing up one person from nxt and that's Sawyer Fulton. I don't think that he's particularly amazing. I don't really know what his mic work is. Don't really care. He is somebody that could be Jack Swagger's partner to a T. They've got the amateur wrestling look going on. He looks like that kind of big Haas kind of guy. I think that that would be a great uh, spot for him. So you throw all these tag teams in together. doesn't really matter who wins. Uh, but the winner is going to be a baby face that's left on his own to face the two members of a tag team. And that's how you get your little surprise. 
That leads us into no disqualification match. The baseball bat versus the sledgehammer, essentially. Sting versus Triple H. They want to do it. I'll give it to them. Go ahead. Uh, Sting wins because, eh, you know, it's Sting. Uh, and more importantly, he wins because he needs to have some kind of a reason to go, eh, I want to take the next step up. And if Triple H is saying that he's going to try to kill WCW, well, Sting isn't going to try to kill WWE. He's there to fight what the heart of WWE is. See what he's been missing out on. And it's not Triple H. It's The Undertaker. Uh, That's the night after WrestleMania where that challenge is set. Next year, WrestleMania 32, you've got your Sting versus Undertaker match, which is not the final match for at least Undertaker. I'd be good if it was the last match for Sting. Um, But we got to do a Cena Taker at some point. Our eighth match on the card, if you count the two pre-show ones, United States Championship, Rusev versus John Cena. They don't have a match at Fastlane because that doesn't exist. Rusev wins. As much as I had been saying before that John Cena should beat Rusev, you know, a couple weeks ago, Payton sold me on the idea that it would make a lot more sense for Rusev to win, and he completely won me over on that. Rusev beats John Cena clean. No interference, no cheating, no bullshit referee gets bumped. The most you can do in this is have Rusev beat the crap out of Cena ahead of time, and he goes in with a little bit of an injury. But this has to be Rusev looking like a fucking beast. Have a rematch at Extreme Rules. Do some kind of a shitty ending with that one. I don't care. But Rusev beats John Cena at the biggest WrestleMania stage that he possibly can. People are fucking furious. Hulk Hogan's out there. He's, you know, ah, shit. Because uh, there goes the whole American kind of uh, motif. Huge downside for John Cena. Give him an actual reason to be pissed off. Because losing a fast lane, I don't care. Losing at WrestleMania, now that is a reason for you to go nuts and act like the John Cena that we've been trying to see for the past couple weeks. Final hour of the night. Three matches are going to be on there, which seems like quite a bit for a 60-minute slot, but there's a little bit of leeway time. It starts ahead of time, whatever. And they're short matches, too, because I don't want long matches to screw up what the potential is for some of these. You've got Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. Again, they want to do it. I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea, but you got to limit these guys. And the longer this goes, more it hurts uh, Undertaker's legacy, more it hurts him where he's going to have more recovery time for next year. That's your actual match you want to build for Sting and Undertaker. Bray Wyatt, eh. I like the idea that he's resurrecting the Undertaker from this loss. Go with that one. Undertaker clearly wins. Um, Our little bathroom break, give Divas a chance kind of thing. Uh, Divas Championship Lumberjill match. Nikki Bella versus Brie Bella. I don't get why they're not feuding yet. And and you want to throw as many Divas in there as possible? Lumberjill match. They're all surrounding the ring. This is kind of the good and the bad. Total Divas just go nuts, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Give them a couple minutes to show off their talent. You know, they're not bad. But don't give them, you know, a 25-minute match. They're going to be terrible. It just always happens that way. Finally, you're in your main event. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, World Heavyweight Championship. Give them as much time as they can do, not anything more. Because the more that this drags on, if Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns or both are winded or anything like that, Roman Reigns is going to look like shit. 
and you need to make him look super strong coming out of this. Do what Wego says. I'm a part of the crowd that thinks that WrestleMania should end with the babyface being cheered, new title change, all that other kind of stuff. Hopefully they've set it up ahead of time where they can make sure that fans actually chant for that instead of just booing them. But then again, I would have changed the Royal Rumble around a little bit too. So uh, essentially, this is not too, too different from what we're getting at WrestleMania this year, but a couple little tweaks here and there that I think that they could have done a couple months ago. Would have saved them a lot of trouble, I think. What do you guys think? What's the low point, high point, or whatever? Mm. I'm not very big on the tag team battle royal. Yeah, a lot of like filler guys at that, and I'm just not feeling it. Hi, you suck. (laughs) No, it's not that. Nothing strikes out as bad, but nothing just uh, like strikes out as wow. It could be worse. You could have this year's card at WrestleMania. And well, no, and I I should have said this when I was doing mine. I'm not too happy with my card, and I think a lot of that is the playing field. I don't think we're given being given very good clay to mold these cards out of. Ooh, that's some deep words philosophy right there. Mm-hmm. Rotus clay. Uh, some turkey tits. <laughs> turkey tits. <laughs> yeah, right. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some issues that happened this year that I was trying to keep in mind. You know, Daniel Bryan's injury really kind of fucked up quite a bit. Roman Reigns' injury fucked up a little bit. Um, a big problem is the Brock Lesnar thing, I think. You know, if I were to go back all the way to last WrestleMania, there's way too many things that I would have changed. So I was like, you know what? To save myself the time, I'm not going to be like, all right, these are the eight people that Brock Lesnar would have fought at these pay-per-views. And, you know, but right. I figured I'd keep it to like Royal Rumble time. Yeah, I think I think your card would piss the most smirks out out of everyone. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Bryan in the opening match against Sheamus. <laughs> that would piss so many yeah, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Daniel Bryan Sheamus, you would actually do that? Given the current uh, circumstances from the past like two three months, I'm assuming yeah. you're making Sheamus a heel at the very least. Yeah, that was like the whole point of it. He okay. attacks Daniel Bryan because he's got to be a heel. He was talking really fast. I got lost at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing is basically to solidify Sheamus as a heel. Hmm. 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 And I don't even really like Sheamus, but you know what? He's at a point right now where if he doesn't come back as a heel, I am fucking done. You know, I won't even give him a chance. Mm hmm. I'm with you on that. Mm hmm. Alrighty, so uh, those are the cards that we would do. Some different circumstances, obviously some wide variety, which is awesome. Uh, Leave your comments below. Tell us what you guys would do. Uh, You don't need to break it down necessarily as much as we did. If you want to just throw a couple of suggestions out there of this is the match I'd rather have be the opening, or man, you got to have at least this match on the card, which I'm assuming is Big Man Buffet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Then, you know, leave your comments below. Tell us which cards of ours that you guys liked the best. What was the best match that uh, one of us pitched? What was the worst match? Whatever like that. I got a feeling a lot of people would be going for that Rock and Brian match because that seemed kind of cool. You know, leave your comments below. And uh, we have one more thing to do on this episode. Fantasy League. Stay tuned. Click on the next video, everybody. We will be right back. Final part of the episode, of course, is the Fantasy League. So, Peyton, anything we need to know? Nope. Awesome. All right. I guess I can tell you something anyway. 
Uh, not too much to report as far as the points. Sean Walker still sitting in last place. Steven Wago barely holding on ahead of him. Tony Mangos, Tony's Tykes in fourth place. Miguel Leon's team, Bet Forbiddenness, is in third. Drew White's Drew Crew in second. And my team still sitting where they belong in first place. And we're only a couple weeks from the end of the season. WrestleMania, where all points are going to be multiplied by five. So who knows? It could still be anybody's game. In the meantime, though, let's see if anybody is interested in making some trades. I believe we actually had a shit ton of trades that went down last week. Yeah, we did. Holy shit, look at them all. Um, all right, so it looks like at this point, uh, Mr. Wago... Actually, Tony, I think you still have your thing. Oh, no, you used it, didn't you? No, I used it last week. Yeah, so Wago, you're first. hope you're not missing your thing. That'd be terrible. Um, I've got nothing. All right, Mr. Walker's not here. Miguel is not here. Tony, you would be next, actually. Uh, uh, slim pickings, but I'm going to take a little bit of a risk here. I guess you could kind of say I'm going to drop Connor and I'm going to replace him with Goldust. Guy who has absolutely nothing going on at the moment. Yeah, it was Connor. (laughs) Well, that's fair. He could be on Tinder. Tinder, rather. Whatever it's Tinder. called. <laughs> yeah, it was like Condor. Yeah, yourself, please. Um, all right. Well, I got nothing. Uh, Drew, anything for you? Ooh, um, let me look at my team really quickly. Uh, <sighs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, I'm trying to think of if I was going to drop anyone for Connor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop Bo Dallas for Connor. All right. Uh, you have Bo Dallas on your team? I've had him for a while now. I've, I've, I've lost a lot of points because of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Bo Dallas going down for the Connor. Uh, all right, any other trades for anybody else? Tony, anything else you want to do? Can I have Ryback and uh, Ziggler back on my team? Nope. Um, I have something really important to say. Can I have Lanny Parfo and then get rid of him? Nope. Hmm. The fact that you would want him on your team is uh, very disturbing if you really think about it. Yes. Good. <laughs> Oh wait, you know you dropped Bo Dallas last week, dude. Yeah, I thought so. I didn't have him no, listed. There. I did. Yeah, no, you dropped who? Bo Dallas for Big Show, and then you dropped Big Show for Stardust. Oh, then never mind. I'm keeping Stardust on my team. <laughs> okay. I was getting confused there. I was gonna say after we got done here, well, like, what are these teams I was, again? I was work, looking at the, the session eleven, and I totally forgot about that. And it still said Bo Dallas was on my team. So, um, let me think. I will keep Stardust. Okay. Okay, right. my bad. I'm sorry about that. No, that's all right. Uh, any anything else going on here? Anybody? Anything going once, going twice, going three times? Forever, hold your peace, and we're done. For any other updates, stay tuned to KeepingKFave.com or the Keeping Kfave Twitter Facebook pages. Alrighty, guys, go right into the plugs. Why not? Plug Faden, time. You're plug up first. Plug it in. Plug it in. Stay tuned to M R P A D E N for all things going on in the world of Mr. Payton. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. I'm pretty much on every goddamn social media outlet you might want to find me on. Just search M R P A D E N. That's Mr. Payton. Drew. You can follow me on Twitter at Drew Seth White, and also you could go to Mick Frickin' Duncan. That's M C F R E A K I N D U N K E N on YouTube, and you can subscribe to that. That's where the uh, Drew Crew Nation is. That's where you go for everything your Drew Crew. That's all you need in life, by the way. Fuck all these other people's plugs. It's just about the Drew Crew. But seriously, check out their stuff as well, because it's better than Bounce House Federations. <laughs> and Wago. Wow, I think Drew just gave me an aneurysm. So, 
For all your MMA needs, go to udmma.com, facebook.com slash udmma, and twitter.com slash udmma. Also, check out Addicted to Anime over on the Mega Powers Radio Network. You can go ahead and do that by going to facebook.com slash fans to get all your updates on what's going to be happening. Next one, next anime that we're going to review is Tokyo Ghoul. And check out stephenwago.com where you can find Wago Rants, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and wherever good podcasts are sold. Alrighty, guys. If I gave you anything, it would be uh, diverticulitis. So, uh... One of those diverticulitis aneurysms. Um, that's going to do us in for this episode, everybody. We have uh, one more week before WrestleMania predictions and the review. And that's going to be Wrestling with the Past, our Hall of Fame 2015 retrospective, as well as our own Hall of Fame that we're going to be uh, covering next week. Then we're going to the WrestleMania side of things. And then we haven't quite figured out what's happening afterwards. So if you guys have any suggestions of what you'd like to see before Extreme Rules... Catch out those ideas. We'll uh, take them into consideration. Until next week, guys, for Wago, for Drew, for Peyton, I'm Tony Mango. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. So you thought that Wiz Khalifa was bad? Uh, this is us trying to figure out an outro. <laughs> Uh, Go, yeah. Mikey P. Well, one day comes when we do the outro. You know we're doing it really super slow. We'll never get it ready in time for the show. Let's just go and get ready. No. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm saying. Doing better than you were, Drew. I'm saying. You guys are talking over me. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Crack. <laughs>